ahead. We're back. We're live. Yep, we We're are live. Yep. Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is Go Health Yourself podcast. My name is Joe, and I'm here with John. John. I was going to say my better half, but he calls himself John. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> We're here to talk about um, a interesting people in motivational people today yeah inspirational 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 figures and people yep. and people that we look up to and just all types of them yeah i have to do i have to do this real quick no 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 influenced us yeah i feel better all right well that that plays part of the uh breaks the anxiety yeah <laughs> it plays part of the uh, show that goes on here because a little bit there's a little bit of uh um Chinese uh, Taoism. Yeah. I don't know if uh, any of the listeners have heard of that, but that's going to play a part in the one of the uh, influential characters that I have followed for a couple of years. So Good. I just like weird noises or cool noises. Yeah. And well, it reminded me of like the Chinese tune, you know? Do, 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 yes. Do, 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 that's do. where that's from. Yep. Kung Fu fight. What was the other... What? Kung Fu, there was a Kung Fu Panda or something. Oh, oh the yeah. movie? The anim- was that a movie? The, the animated movie? Yeah. yeah. Kung Fu Panda. So yeah. we don't, we might have enough time for him today, but we got a bunch, we got a few people we're going to talk about. Some interesting characters. Um, some of you may already know of them and some of you, hopefully most of you don't because that'll make it more interesting. Yeah. Some people that have made some real, um, what would you say, uh, kind of, they say paved the way or like opened up people's kind of minds or like changed our views on what's possible or maybe um, sustainable type of li- way of living or whatever. Just some have, have helped more than themselves in their in their lifestyle for sure. Yeah, it definitely made an impact on the world. I've got some people, some uh, people that have made a serious impact on the world, mm-hmm. changed a lot, changed outlooks. Right, and we also have a motivated, seven, inspired for good energy. We also have like a this is like a seven or eight inch furry llama on the table. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's the desk llama, yet to be named it's, llama. It's, oh no, it's actually I think it's actually an alpaca. Okay, it's an, it's alpaca. It's got it's made out of real alpaca fur. Cool. Which is and some someone that I actually know is was like that's terrible. They kill the alpacas, and I'm like, no, they shave the alpacas. It's like a sheep. That's awesome. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a resource that yeah. can't you sustainably. Resource. But it's real alpaca fur, and it's kind of funny because it, it has a funny stare, and it hmm. gives it gives us the good luck. Gives I, me it gives me the courage to keep going on. I just positioned him so he's looking at both of us. Yeah, yeah. Now he's he's looking out out in the distance, out in the room. When we get on YouTube, we may need some help naming him or her. Is it him? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's true. Whoever we'll work on that. Yeah. So that's the closest thing, uh, closest being of light that has motivational qualities to us right now. And we'll move on to oh, yeah. other people. Well, the, <laughs> other fir- the first guy that I wanted to start with, um, he's a British philosopher, a writer, and a speaker. His name is Alan Watts. Nice. And hopefully the people have heard of him because he's a pretty influential person. Uh, he he was uh, mostly like well-known in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and he died in the early 70s. Um, but he taught a whole bunch of a lecture, lectures and the Eastern philosophy to the West, like the meaning of life 
and your purpose and human consciousness and stuff like that. And I know, Joe, you know about him. Yeah, I was introduced to him somehow. Alan Watts has got some great stuff, regardless of what appeals to you, because he just goes on, he'll go with, run with anything. Like, I've seen him respond to questions from the audience or yeah. being interviewed, and he just will kind of always comes to center with what he's trying to say in terms of like going back to having a sense of meaning which is like the what do you call it, the thread that kind of connects us all and weaves us mm -hmm. together so he's um he's a character you may not connect with everything he's into um in in, in several ways but on the flip side you more than likely will connect with a lot of what he has to say in other ways or respect his views for sure the way he presents himself is nice great speaker interesting deep voice he's got the voice for talking and um, yeah yeah he's got an almost a hypnotic voice and yeah i was introduced to him through the, the video of uh, what if money was no object it's a very short perspective view talk it's a you know it's a youtube clip there's a few of them but he's the narrator and it's very interesting and, and gives you perspective on um what what are we doing with our lives yeah you know? like yeah. what is our purpose on this this place this this you know this paradigm we're in like this paradigm what, yeah what are this realm doing? for right now what's going on yeah that's a good place to actually look him up his youtube i think that's actually where i found out about him and yeah he gives a great it's great because he gives you like different angles of looking at ways of life you know mm. like an angle like a different angle of looking at life yep regardless i mean it's regardless of where you where you feel you are or how you view things or what your religion may be or political views, lifestyle and all that, he can uh, benefit you. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really believe that. Take a look at Alan Watts. If you want to watch a short one, what if money were no object is a good one. I think it's even better than that, but you'll appreciate it regardless of where you are in some manner and it's some of his stuff a lot of it is an hour long so it's yeah you, know, you, you get yeah, he's turned got some off long lectures and you don't know who they are if you like them or not like i don't want to listen to an out you know five minute ten minute things easier yeah people segment the lectures too they clip them out you know so there's like they have like five or ten minute lectures but there's one there's a short one also on youtube that's like five minutes long called life is not a journey and it's a, just interesting the title's interesting you just have to watch it to understand what it means but yeah he's written over like two, like 25 books really yeah that's great yeah really well spoken and yeah he is person yep i look up to that to be able to just link He's british yeah bloody fool <laughs> yeah and british yeah we were talking about british terms earlier i'm fascinated with with british um slang we yeah. call it slang but they're you know what they use in their their way of communicating yeah vocally it's just um it's it's really cool oh you're you were talking about that earlier today that's yeah. funny we're talking about that now but i have some books that i recommend too i have three books um that i recommend people should read um i haven't read them but i did a little bit of research on them and these were the most most recommended books by reviewers and people um the first book is the book on the taboo against knowing who you are and it, it's the connection to the universe and like the illusion of being 
a separate individual when you're actually one with the universe. That's That's been a recommended book. Um, another book is The Way of Zen. And it's like one of the first best-selling books on Buddhism. Nice. Was, yeah, yeah. And the third one is Nature, Man, and Woman. And that's the, he considers that the best book he's ever written. And it's about Chinese Taoism, which is it's not necessarily... Um, it's not necessarily a religion as to so, so much a following. It's like, a, it's, and that's Chinese Taoism is like also being one with the universe, like the truth, what like is, the, the ultimate truth. What do you feel you can elaborate on? Not a religion, but more of a following in terms of it's not like a strict type of lifestyle. It's more of an ideal yeah, system or? Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's. I like to generalize with religion, which I think is difficult. Some people may say, "Oh, no, this is the view. This is because you don't faith, you don't follow one God." You know, it's like you. It's just a. It's just like a way a way of life. Yeah. Okay. It's like the way of life. Vote you know? with your lifestyle. Yeah, there's like th over 30, 30 million people that follow Chinese Taoism. Really, there's quite a few people. Thirty million. <laughs> thirty million. Over thirty million now. Hmm. Yeah. I think the statistics, it, it was um, 31 million people at the moment, at the current moment. So, yeah, but Chinese Taoism, um, it was formed over 2,500 years ago by the uh, philosopher Lao Tzu, L-O-A-T-Z-U. He's an okay. ancient philosopher. I've seen that name. Yeah, yeah, and it's followed by his practice, and he... Uh, he wrote the the book the Tao um, the Tao Te Ching. It's a, the book on wisdom, spiritual growth, growth, and it and like the focuses on like the ultimate path of truth, and explains how the Tao itself is actually unexplainable. You know, hmm. we there's no words that we can put it into. Yeah, you can't put it into words. What it it, it is the the experience is what it is. Yeah, exactly. I heard someone explain it as like a really good explanation as like uh, that we think that we're like, say there's a river, like we think that we're in the river, but we actually are the river. Nice. It's an easy way to say it. Real, yeah. Real fast. Yeah. But I heard this as well. This comes to mind some type of like an explanation or a theory or way to I don't want to say quote, but something like that. It's uh, someone's. I think it was samurai. This maybe I don't know where in the Asian world this comes from. Yeah, but or Japan, I, you know. So don't. But it does come from an Asian. Well, it Asian comes from. It comes culture. from a sword. The the. Oh really? To a sword's sharpness. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's. You the, heard that one? Yeah, wait. You put the sword in the river. Yep. And the the sharpest sword. One one person says my my sword is the sharpest sword because when the leaf comes down the river, the leaf splits as it hits my sword. It's that sharp, and then the and then someone else you know to kind of hit the reset button says my sword is the sharpest sword because when I take my sword and I put it in the water, the leaf avoids my sword. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm a little confused how what what they mean by that though, like. Uh, I've never heard it though. No, but it just it just popped into my mind. Yeah, in relation to what you were saying. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I thought I heard. I would it was something I would have heard, but I haven't heard that before. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know where it's from. Do you well, like what does it mean? By it? can you kind of explain? Like I don't. I think it kind of is. Um, 
being the river, the sun yeah. becomes the water. Oh, okay. You know. All right. I see what you're saying. And the, now. And the leaf, yep. the leaf isn't drawn to the sword in any way, and there's no point in showing how the leaf can how sharp how sharp it, it is because they're all part of each other. I yep. don't know. That makes perfect sense. Kind of like what I just said, but a more more elaborate way of saying it. It's interesting, which it's, is cool. It's kind of, yeah, good. yeah. Just tie it. Sorry, to tie it into the the being the river rather than. Um, yeah, being in it. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the like part of something rather than above or you know a separate. Yeah, separated or yeah, like us being all one. But that's how I feel about it's. I feel I feel the same way about like. Um, God, gods and stuff like Chinese Taoism is like there is not one specific God, but uh, it's it's all around us, you know. It's like it's it's well, it's it's inner, you know. There's no external God. It's it's internal. It's all within. And yeah. It's a universal intelligence. I like it. There's 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 many. I'm going to take this from a friend recently. There's many ways. In, there's many paths in in to a relationship with the divine yeah i heard that so i, I like that yeah it's respect I like that to too. all belief in, yep. in a sense of faith as it as it is is very integral and important and is what creates a like a place for us to feel you know at home in up in a existence that may feel foreign yeah and on a, on a daily basis yeah so faith is awesome regardless yeah. of what faith, it is yeah faith in general is awesome and, and religion in general has uh great morals you know and i think alan watts is a great example and i thankful that i know him but and for anybody tuning in take a look at him uh, take a, a listen yeah, it's definitely take a listen. It's worth it. Yeah, it's something you might like. It's helped me get through some things and have a different outlook on life for sure. So it will develop. He will develop your perspective, not necessarily change it, but in any negative way. But you can definitely say, "Wow, this some of this stuff holds weight and it can really establishes better how I already feel, or maybe even kind of direct my path a little on." you know in my own travels yeah so um do you have anyone specifically that you i don't have i don't actually have any motivational people (laughs) (laughs) i got way too many but i just figured i'm going to i'm not as prepared i just doing this off kind of in the moment winging it sending it one of them i'm just gonna start with just one of them there's too many to kind of pick it's like premium idols. Right? Yeah, I know. There's like so many. It's like, oh, I know. What's oh, your favorite snack? It's like, all right, okay, dude, what's my favorite music? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what isn't? <laughs> yeah, what's my favorite band? Good yeah, luck. So I, yeah, so I, yeah, I tried. It took me a little while. later and like, you know. Well, that's what I did. I spent, I spent a good half a day, you know, trying to pick these people out. You know what I'm saying? So, so these are off the top of my head. Being someone in the power sports lifestyle um motocross has been a big part of my life and it started with bicycles and then evolved into the 
petrol burning world. Yeah, which with, is which is dirt bike racing, which yeah. some people don't know what motocross yeah, is. Yeah, motocross without the R. I've, had, I've had people actually ask me, what's motocross? Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, a, it's an interesting sport. You ra- race a dirt bikes are motocross. amazing. Yeah, you race this lightweight motorcycle pretty much off road. It started on natural terrain in Europe and evolved into the United States, and it's uh, that's where we are. And it's 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 interesting sport. It's uh, very difficult and challenging and risky and very satisfying to us in many other ways too. But the the competitive part of it is something I was always connected with. Yeah, the agility aspect of riding a motor a dirt bike is amazing it looks it really does look fairly easy it looks it's not it's it's very difficult hucking a, you out hucking 150 what are they 150 pound they're like 225 225 yeah. 25 to 250 hucking a 250 pound piece of metal over a 40 foot jump is not easy yeah and just it's an it's iron really horse is what it is yeah so it's, it's an good aluminum horse say. you know but it's it's um it's a cool sport. There's someone from that sport that I would like to recognize as a motivational person. And I don't know all the details, you know, on him, but I just know from being around dirt bikes for over 20 years that he's been very involved in the scene from from competing in motocross himself to being a team manager and trainer and and just a type of person with the mentality that I'm not going to let expectations run me. Yeah. Which is more than to me than being into motocross, but it's, it's got a like, life attitude, you know. A lot of leadership skill skills and stuff like that. Yeah. It seems like that being a He's a uh his name is Roger DeCoster. He's referred to as the man. Um uh, he was from. He's from Belgium. He's in the United States now. He's ma- managing KTM team for several years, and uh, he won the 500 CC championship for three years straight, 71 to 73, and also 1975 and 76. Uh, his, did I say his nickname? His nickname is the Man. Yeah, the okay. Man. He's. Uh, it's cool. not something I don't think he's like maybe like all about, but he's probably laughs about it. You know, yeah, he seems to be a very kind of reserved, uh, passionate person. It's not a, he's not a public speaker kind of like go out and do yep. and try and get people and followers and just you know this is how you should live kind of thing. He's just definitely um, one of those people that has is a is really a cool example of just following what you are about and your passion and just continuing to develop it throughout life and just just do and he's gone from like most people that get involved in a competition you start out you know like, oh this is kind of cool you see someone in your family or on tv wherever you know your neighborhood and you get involved in it and then you start competing whatever it is and that's how i'm sure how he got into it and then just the passion of competition and the relationship of riding the machine and getting in the zone and being able to like you know operate from a different kind of frequency that you you might not use on a regular basis just functioning in you know on a regular world environment yeah get out and compete and get in the zone and just did you like notice he had like a different strategy like when he raced he just doesn't quit 
Yeah. He just doesn't quit. He's Travis Pastrana is another big name in I racing. Know, yeah, I know and that name for he sure. Was in, he was in freestyle really early on and got into racing and then more freestyle, whatever. But it's all the the family of the motocross world. DeCoster was, I don't know if he was his manager or helping him train in like 2000. Oh, was he? Oh, Travis, yeah. When he won the 125 national championship and he was 16 or 17 then. Yeah. And Roger used to get him up and yeah, I remember he get was his young. butt moving in the morning and go for runs with him. And, you know, that was like, he's if he's 73 now, so he was almost 60 years old then you know he's getting the 16 year old kid up it's like let's go yeah. on. you know this is like what we're, that's what cool we're though is to push it yeah um i'm looking at some of the information on him um the most interesting the most interesting thing about him that i had learned was um that at one race in europe when he was racing he was pronounced dead on the track what? Yeah, this that, is for real. Wow, what happened? He's pronounced dead on the track. I don't yeah. know how the conditions of or whatever, but this is the this is the part of the legend. He was pronounced dead on the track, or dead in the ambulance, or whatever it was. Did he he crashed? We're talking in the sixties. Yeah. And he, I don't know how it came about, but yeah, he, some type of an incident on the track with someone or himself or yeah, whatever. He was he was goner and wound up racing afterwards. I don't know if it was the same day or the next morning, if it was a, like a weekend race, two-day race, but he wound up and, and like, podiumed, you know, did yeah. well, if not won it. So that's, so that's a perfect example of not giving up right there. <laughs> this guy is, like, you know, just really one of those doesn't-want-to-quit characters. Yeah. And then has also, in life, taken that attitude as he is kind of, I don't want to say degrading, but losing ability as you, as you age being a human being and then uh, gaining in, in experience and insight and mm -hmm. um, just l school of life stuff and yeah. shared that with other you know, other riders and companies and just been an asset to the sport and yeah it's really, awesome to see that and yeah and, out and it's, people. it's cool he came from Europe and came to the US I like any type of shifts doesn't have to be from one place to an exact another place but it's kind of adapted and overcome the many many things i wish i had more specifics on him but i don't want to sound like i'm reading like a list of just you know like yeah exact dates and this many wins versus this many entries and so on that's all cool i think overall the big capture with someone like roger DeCoster is being a unselfish warrior you know like just saying yeah, he's a good model others that good you, role model you don't have to accept limitations that other people put upon you yeah and you don't even have to accept death at some points um, yeah right. if you want to put it that way or look at it that way being blessed with that experience he went through but it's a very he's a very powerful um person and um well just having the being. nickname the man yeah it's gotta be awesome the industry it's nickname, like, oh, the, so, man. the man yeah and uh i'm sure it's not it's not in his style to to have been the one that originated it but that's he's earned it and very very cool i don't want to like i said rattle off numbers and stats but in my mind 
being around and living in and working in the off-road motorcycle racing world, the competition side of motocross, supercross, and all that stuff. He's an elite member of that group. And yeah. It does cross over into other lifestyles of, of being able to get your, I don't know, your competitive side or your, like your, the poison out of you. Yeah. You know? Just to go, get out there and like. Yeah, get the adrenaline pumping. Yeah, participate in your therapy daily. If not, surround your yourself around it to the point of where it's just is a lifestyle yeah just good sportsmanship in general is healthy for you yeah so he's a he's a great great athlete great teacher great overall person calm cool yet also extreme and crazy yeah just a nice balance of a human being showing that you can sustain that lifestyle and you can make a living out of that and you can also share that and and empower others yep so um yeah, I guess I'll go next for uh, my next influential person, um, uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> I nice. know I know everybody's heard about him, but he was all all about. Um, yeah, he he. Was, I know Bruce Lee from the film world. From Bruce. Yeah, Lee. well, that's where Martial most artist. That's where most people know him from being being in the movies and just being uh, an intense martial artist, you know, but. Uh, one inf- he influences me is because of his just his uh, persistence and um, just uh, he was all focused on about being you know your best the best that you can possibly be uh, physically and mentally and he's all about you know uh, agility coordination flexibility endurance all his workouts were wild like it's amazing and he's like like the spirit of all yeah and he founded his own his own uh martial art which which is um it's jeet kune do which i always say it wrong but i said it right there yeah jeet kune do and it's like a form of chinese kung fu but it's there's no there's no form or set pattern you know there's no fixed pattern you know, like, kill, like a freestyle. Yeah, you know, like um, like the movie Kill Bill, where there's like the tiger claw, and you like do a stance or like the praying mantis. <laughs> you do that's actually kung fu. You actually have stances like that, mm-hmm. like forms. But his jeet kune do, you, there's no form, no pattern. So when you're fighting the opponent, you can never catch on to him. You, know, you have no idea what the hell they're doing. You know, that's so, less predictability. Yeah. yeah. Spontaneous. Yeah. You there's pretty much no predictability. It's very very interesting. Yeah amazing stuff yeah and uh he was really secretive about his workouts though until he uh died pretty early at age 32 um he had a brain hemorrhage from taking two um there's a few different stories but i heard a story from um chuck norris he was like really good friends from with him when they were younger and chuck norris said that he took two drugs that counteracted with each other and that's what gave him the brain hemorrhage it was a painkiller and something else something else because he had a an injury but they were yeah. like like natural i mean they were man-made drugs like prescriptions. yeah prescriptions yeah yep and uh but yeah he was very secretive about his workout until he passed away and his daughter found his workout notes hmm. so then that's that's when people found out he did cross training which is um or not cross so not not cross training it's circuit training which is you do uh, one set 
and then you just move to the next muscle group like right away you know you yeah. just do a whole different list of different muscle groups and it increases the heart rate without know, rest yeah without rest yeah right. and it increases the heart rate and makes you quick quick superset i've heard it called and yeah thing or yeah fitness yeah he had all different kinds of techniques i could sit here for probably a half an hour and talk about all the different techniques he had but yeah he was a very very uh influential person in my book i think influential people go hand in hand with innovator the term yeah innovator one of my favorite quotes he has is as you think so you so shall you become yep it's and it's hmm. it's true if you think something you will become that yeah i kind of like it yeah it's cool yeah he wrote a book um too called the art of expressing the human body which is one book i plan on reading and another book that's got amazing reviews so yeah i like that some of these characters we consider to be role models are also open-minded about sharing their perceptions and things and techniques and personal history yeah and just kind of maybe not like you said telling every little detail of their regiments or their exacts but also wanting to share the basis of just being an, being open being sharing yeah saying bringing light power and and diffusing things at the same time by just writing or vocalizing their their thoughts and Yep. How they go about life and all these people i get i get different little tidbits of um motivation from you know like i bruce lee's a lot of his uh diet i implement into my diet like my shakes that i drink in the morning for my workouts and then even a lot of his workouts that he does i implement into mine because he he did can do some amazing things and yeah yeah and you, and you see you see the proof you know with energy and better sleep and uh, iso, um, uh, isometrics is one thing I do, which is after you lift weights, you actually, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it right now, but it's called isometrics. You, meet, you keep the muscles contracted pretty okay. much. Yeah, for for as long as you possibly can, and until you, you can't possibly anymore. That's like a going. Let's similar. I'm going to relate that to like knowing a, a bunch of basic fitness styles. Yeah. Planking until you fail. Yeah. Because you're putting so many muscle groups under tension. Exactly. Without flexing or moving them, and then when until you can't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. See. So kind of the same principle in a way. Yeah. So if you were to. Um, yeah, yeah, hang from a tree limb or something, or something like that. Hold yourself, you know. Yeah, or he would he would um, hold on to he'd like pull something that he couldn't lift at all, like uh, uh, uh -huh. yeah, and then he would yeah yep exert all the force until you you possibly couldn't do it anymore. That would give that would uh, help your uh, your muscle your muscles fi muscle fibers strengthen. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he did all kinds of strange things. He invented all kinds of core exercises and stuff like that. Many people neglect their core, including me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I have to work on my core cuz my core is it's it's uh, I have very little movement in my core. I've gotten I've gotten a lot of movement back, but That's awesome. Yeah, I have to I have to work on that a lot. A lot of different obliques and stomach muscles and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think as to tie everything back to our theme about moving forward with good intentions and living well, sometimes it, more than sometimes, it really can benefit you to see, read, or hear of someone else that has struggled similarly or taken action in their own life and overcome themselves or overcome adversity or overcome different types of restrictive things, whether it's their environment or how they were, where they were brought up or family life and whatnot. These, these people are just, are great resources. Yeah. Yep. You can have a, um, for balance. Yeah. You can have a, a, a relation with them, you know, you know, something in common. Yeah. Starting, starting at the bottom and doing their thing and, and, and ultimately creating their own life and creating their own reality out of it. It's good stuff. Yeah. So who, uh, who's next on your list? Um, next on my list is, I hope I pronounce her name right, but her name is Tanya Anibi. And I probably should look it up to spell it right. So it'll help other people out. But basically, Tanya is, or Tanya, depending how she pronounce it, is um, my hero because I read a book on her and she basically sailed around the world by herself at age 18. Yeah, I heard about this girl. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of the book, to be honest with you. But, um, oh, Joe, you came unprepared. No, that's cool. <laughs> you can, you can look it up. E-B. I, it's the last name is A E B I. Yeah, just uh, look it and up. T A N I A, Tania. And she is someone I look up to because I read the book about her sailing, circumnavigating the globe. She was in a 26 foot sailboat, I think it was. Two and a half years. She left at 18 from New York City. Yeah. With the support of her father. 26-foot sailboat, huh? Yeah. That's cool. And she came back at 21. I used to build 26-foot and 32-foot sailboats in Florida. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she had a lot of challenges in early life with kind of the rebel side of her at early, early teen years, like 13. Really? Yeah. Just going out and you know causing a ruckus and not sleeping and not wanting to focus on anything related to you know formal education and then her parents were got divorced but there was a lot of turmoil in the family yeah and her dad was a big part of her being able to do the trip because he bought the boat Oh yeah! Wow, and that's then I awesome. I think she paid him back after. However, it worked, but he was really a big kind of source of motivation to be able to do this. Yeah. And I actually don't know if she set. I don't know for sure if she set the world record in the youngest person to ever circumnavigate the globe because there was this 
discrepancy at the end where like the Guinness book or whoever is in charge of that stuff said, oh, well, for a certain, it was like a day or a few days of the trip, she sailed with someone else in the boat. Yeah. So it was like, oh, you didn't officially do it. But that's it's, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's, exactly. It's besides the point. Yeah. Sailing around the world in a 26 foot sailboat is pretty unreal. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. And she's, this is an 18, 19, 20 and 21 year old woman. Yeah little thing going and she like she said she lost so much weight on top of it but she's going with her cat by the way yeah and <laughs> she's on her boat and almost runs into an ocean liner like head on yeah there's all kinds of wakes things up can... at the last moment and steers the boat she she goes through these like the port of sudan and like wow she goes through like that must have been incredible like absolutely island. yeah can yeah. you imagine just the sights you'd see insane being on the water too like that all the kind all kinds of wildlife you would see whales birds she stops at all these so fucking cool <laughs> she stops at all these island nations that are along that path of going around the center yeah and she's sailing that's not an easy task no no, I wonder what it, I wonder what kind of sailing school she went to because she had to have gone to a school to do that. You have to. That's not. She learned how to use a sextant, which is a tool that they would navigate yeah. with early on by yeah navigate navigation tool. Yeah, and she a sextant. Yep, and she developed the skills to use I, that. Dude, you're the only person in my life I've heard say that besides me. <laughs> She's the only. She learned how to use that through basically failing forward, you know, yeah. by getting off course and realizing, oh, you know, this one's not working or it's warped or let me use this one. And just basically figuring out, taking s several sights per day of this position of the sun versus where the the water is. And that's how it's you wild. use the tool. You know, it's a very old and it's not the most accurate way of navigating compared to what technology has offered us, but it works. And that's how everything happened way back. Yeah. So, so. she got a lot of her that's progress crazy. done using that technology. Yeah. That's and wild. She's just a bullheaded character that wanted to give up many times, but put herself in the position where she couldn't. She mm -hmm. could not. She wanted to just stop, leave. Dad, come pick me up. Let's. This is done. You know. And she talks about being the water. At times, the waves being twice as high as her boat was long. Yeah. So she's going forty, fifty foot waves and storms, and just getting thrown up and thrown down, and then waves crashing in the the bow of the boat and smashing out like her entry door. And just filling the whole cabin and did the, she did did she ever lose the boat or have to repair the boat oh, she had to repair the boat many she had to repair it many times yeah but the, i don't think people can imagine what that's like in a 26 foot sailboat that's pretty intense yeah she had like the water came in and and that's just, like insane <laughs> it wrecked wild. the whole interior and then she wrote a book about it uh, I don't know if she wrote the. I think she wrote the book. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to read that. Um, if you can look it up, what the name of that book is, that'd be awesome. Um, Maiden Voyage is the name. Maiden of the book. Voyage. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Very cool. She that departed is cool. on 1985, May 28. So it was relatively recent that she did it. Yeah. She moved to Newport after with her her husband that she met on the trip. So it was very cool. She departed, wait, she departed when? 1985. Ni 1985? Mm -hmm. You mean, wait, I thought, oh. No. That's when she took off. Okay. 
when did how long did it take her somewhere around two and a half years two and a half years yeah yeah. arrived 1987 november 6th yeah yeah that sounds like a very interesting book um so another uh influential person person on my list is uh just a quick one i wanted to talk about him was this guy ralph smart and he's he's well known on youtube he's like a youtube personality but uh it's called uh i think if you just type in ralph smart uh infinite waters is the name of his I don't know his saying or his company. I don't know. It's not really a company, but he just he's uh, he talks about like how to be in the present, how to be in the moment. He's a, he's a vegan, so he eats really well, uh, really clean, and he's just uh, just how to be happy with your life and be thankful. You know, uh, it's got like the, one of the most amazing outlooks on life I've ever seen. But yeah, let's, people should look him up. Ralph Smart. Ralph Smart. He's got a website, RalphSmart.com. So quick just a quick one about him ralph smart i'm gonna look him up because i haven't heard of him and there's a yeah, lot he's, of good he's awesome infinite infinite waters yeah so who anybody else on your list because i've got i've got a couple more people i could talk about yeah go ahead um i've got um another guy that i watch on youtube he's actually got a very similar uh injury to uh mine and he's he does vigorous workouts um he is like an excellent philosophy but his name is sean and he's he's the angry quad which is like short for quadriplegic but okay cool <laughs> yeah he's on youtube and he has he has like amazing workouts he gives me motivation he his philosophy is pretty much like do what you can do with what you have and just never give up you know like straight up mm -hmm. and he said like he said don't let like don't let something beat you into the ground fight back you know sh show who's fucking boss the guy the guy is intense but mm -hmm. yeah shout out to you sean uh if you're listening man you you serious motivation man he, he gave me some great ideas too for some workout routines and stuff because with a with an injury like mine you break your neck you have nerve damage and you lose function in certain parts of your body like your in my in my arms and hands i can't move like my fingers certain ways so you have to figure out ways to you know strengthen the muscles and this guy invents stuff that it, it's pretty amazing yeah really admire him he's got a badass attitude and outlook on life that's awesome yeah yeah yeah, and he, we were talking about um, anger, I think, in the first episode. So if, like, anger, losing control is not a good thing, especially speaking of anger with, like, fighting in martial arts. If you lose your temper, man, you're fucked. But he, he has controlled anger, and if you direct anger in a certain way, in a controlled way, it can be very powerful. It can get you through some serious stuff. I think it can be, in many ways our most powerful resource in terms of as a as a feeling yeah or as an emotion because it's intense yeah that's yeah. what it is it's like it's like super high potential energy yep and you can do a lot of stuff with it and it also it takes away from its ability to get you out of the moment and its ability to get you off balance where it can gain its own consciousness and kind of change who you are you like we were talking earlier can be almost somebody that have you know feel like almost a separate personality because the anger may take you know over you 
yeah it's, it's that powerful so addressing it talking about it and then finding ways to utilize it it's yeah like, all right i'm gonna take this heat and i'm you know gonna heat something up or like they do with a steam engine you heat water and use the the mist from the water to yeah make to power the engine energy yeah Use it towards something good. That's right. Direct it towards Instead something of good. Self imploding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And working out can be fitness exercise, can be a great uh, aspect of doing that, you know? Letting, letting your energy out, your anger out, doing some push ups, pull ups, running, walking, sit ups, crunches. <laughs> yeah, there's some satisfying parts about accomplishing things constructive with anger there's, there's yeah doesn't have to be with anger but it it can fuel you during a a workout or a project or a a build or a creation of something and whether it's a writing or an art piece or that's one thing if if you guys out there are feeling kind of like sad and every now and then like try to find a hobby where something that you where you can like create something you draw whatever because you 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 may not think it'll make you feel better but that's what human beings are meant to do we're meant to build and create and when you when you do something small like that a hobby or anything you're going to feel that much better after we're creators yeah at our core so do a podcast you can literally take your phone and hit the you've got an app on your phone that you can record it's built in your phone record record the app Uh, i mean i'm sorry record your voice talk about something maybe a topic that you like and then uh, go on youtube and look up how to set up a podcast it's really easy it takes literally like i don't know like less than an hour to set up a podcast on certain uh, places like SoundCloud or something like that, and you uh, you'll be creating right there. It's a constructive outlet. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, another person on uh, YouTube. Here I get one more person out here. He's another YouTube personality, uh, Casey Neistat. Shout out to Casey. Um, he's a really interesting individual. He uh, he's. A filmmaker he has like 10 million subscribers on youtube so he's pretty big on youtube but mm-hmm. i started following we're watching his video videos like uh let's see around 2012 so and he he had a he had a show on hbo called the nice dad brothers about him and his brother growing up and i never watched it but um his he's very talented in, in film like different angles different shots like just just the whole aspect of compiling videography it's just amazing i was always impressed um he's got a few short films on motivation doing more with your life the guy's just like all about go 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 and he's from the same state we are connecticut so um represent that represent connecticut <clears throat> yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah the uh he lives in manhattan uh new york and has all his videos are cool so casey nice that yeah cool i'm gonna check him out i actually haven't heard dude him. you should yeah he's he's an awesome dude he he got uh pretty well known for doing this thing called snowboarding in new york and he has his friend he hooks up a a, a rope to the back of his jeep and he's when it's a snowstorm in new york and, and snowboards through the streets mm. it's badass nice yeah that's cool i think i've seen that video yeah so that's so. the kind of attitude you gotta take in life and just live it and, and yeah d- don't it do know, more impede on injure other life out there but enjoy yours and do as you feel and how you should and 
to yourself be loyal to yourself and be exactly. creative and be crazy in good ways because it's it's all expressive it's all good stuff and that's the, that's what i consider to be normal driving driving through new york city getting towed by a 30-foot rope in a, on a snowboard hell yeah it's awesome S- same here yeah yeah he's got some some cool stuff he does he did a vlog vlogging for quite a while you know like an everyday vlog episode an interesting life especially living in new york man new york's just an interesting place the divide yeah. diversity the it's interesting human beings so they we build like that you know yeah three million people no how many uh ten is it three i think it's 10 million people in new york i think there's yeah 10 or 12 yep it's 10 10 million right now yeah and uh yeah because there's 300 million people in the united states it's 10 10 million in new york that's crazy that's a lot of people yeah if you go there if you go to manhattan it's amazing how many people are there and we're going there it's like holy shit it's, it's kind of hard to get around in a wheelchair in some parts the taxis don't give a fuck if you're in a wheelchair yes, <laughs> Dude, they will run you over i almost got hit like three times <laughs> It's like yeah, it's own be little careful. world, really. It is. It's not it is. Little. And, uh, it's overwhelming. I grew up kind of in the woods, but in Connecticut, but I've been there. I worked there a little bit. Yeah, I grew up in the woods too. Hung but out there, but you got to have kind of a, a acquired appreciation for it. Yeah, you and do. Then you yeah. kind of like you reassess things with that view and the perspective shifts to to a, a better place so at first it wasn't i was like yeah this people drive like such jerks you know it's just very off-putting yeah it's it's the, yeah it's a whole different way of living yeah you know what you you made you know made me notice or realize or remember is when i went to new york is the height of the buildings when you walk down the street or in my case when you roll down the street you look up and you're like you're not you're not no um you're not um accustomed to the uh the, t- the height of the buildings mm-hmm. the structures so it kind of throws you off a little bit yeah you like look up and you're like what the hell you know it kind of confuses your brain a little bit at least mine you know it's different got to kind of get used to it mm-hmm. yeah being out in the suburbs or in the sticks where we are you know where it's it's fairly flat in connecticut there's a little bit of mountainous terrain but when you go and you see like the empire state building and all these tall buildings you're like your field of vision's like whoa <laughs> Yeah, and um, especially when you're on top of the Empire State Building. <laughs> yeah, I can remember being on the Twin Towers before 2011. Before I'm 2001. Sorry, 2001. Yeah, yeah. 11. Um, as a kid. Yeah. Pretty crazy. They took us for a trip for school. It's very nice. Yeah, you can feel the building sway if it's windy. Hmm. Yeah, you should go on the Empire State Building. It's pretty cool. Go to the top, and me and my brother went there. We saw. Uh, the, the sites were amazing. These things are fascinating to us, and people that live in New York are like, whatever, dude. Shut yeah. Up. You know, <laughs> it's just how it is. They're used to it, yeah. Right. It's be, and it's like supply and demand. You know, the more you see of something, the less value it may have. It's like, this is this is just how we, it's where we are. Yeah. No, no big deal. I've been, uh, I can remember doing, buying a car from someone and them driving me back. I forget how we did it. We moved the car, and then they were driving me back from like, the city area and a an urban setting big time and and them being like getting on the highway with and i'm being in the car and i don't know these people but 
we trusted each other and they're giving me a ride home and they're like man it is dark out here oh yeah and i'm like what what do you, we're on the highway there's cars you know what are you talking about you yeah know, it's just nighttime. like there's no like, lights it's around it's really dark I'm like yeah. ducking down in the car like trying to look for light i'm like you're not gonna see any freaking lights <laughs> dude that reminded me my cousins used to come from atlanta when they were younger because they used to live in the city in atlanta georgia like right in the city and they would come out there dude they'd cry when the sun would go down because they'd, they'd be like it's, they'd hear all the noises and the animals out there and they couldn't they couldn't get to sleep and they'd be terrified oh. we're like what's wrong guys we're like there's like there's something out there if we hear, if we hear something even the crickets would just scare them you know yeah there so, is something out there there is they're just not comfortable with it yeah so uh do you have any anybody else you could think of talk about or yeah i got one more for now it's um cool because we're running on up an hour now so this one is called this motivational or positive influential person is called reuben carter his nickname is the hurricane it's the same hurricane that bob dylan wrote the song the hurricane about and there is a movie on his life he was a light heavyweight i think also classified as middleweight professional boxer born in new new jersey 1937 passed away 2014 four years ago and he was oh, so just recently champion and at the height of his career was set up for i think a double or triple murder uh, and put in jail for 20 years oh, for wow. a crime he did not commit in in a situation where no fingerprints were taken at the crime scene and just a wrongful acu accused the facility situation yes the facilities yeah. to conduct a paraffin test for gunshot residue were not used i mean it was just this a setup and everybody yeah and unfortunately a stereotypical thing too racism yeah is racism. What, how, what was the drive when when was, when was he arrested do you know when when this happened um try let's see he was actually put in jail with a with another person that he was giving a ride home with as well yeah they were both acquitted at some point later in life but yep they were convicted together and it's just sick yeah they were probably just looking for someone and they're like hey well yeah. they, they hated this the people that were behind him going to jail hated to see a young successful black man exactly that's what i've doing well oh okay dominant in society and yeah some son of a bitch it was jealous or something like that yeah, yeah a group of them yeah, yeah. Oh, a group of yep People so do you know when it was um i don't know the exact time but he wrote a book an autobiography in jail called the 16th round yeah and that book connected with a kid in canada that was adopted and the kid came down to visit him eventually really? they made a connection and this was after That's so cool he had gone to appeal several times and given up on getting out of jail yep but the kid was convinced by him telling his truth in his book about being wrongfully accused and, and having to be basically incarcerated for the remaining parts of his his remaining life from like his 20s on so he i think he was 50 years old i remember him in the movie that they 
tit about him. Denzel Washington does a fantastic job of playing him. Yeah, he's a great actor. The mo- the movie is um, Boys film uh, is called The Hurricane. It came out in 1999, and basically, this man represents to me faith, I guess, and yeah, faith is important, and just perseverance of the spirit it's, it's beyond the mind in my mind in my mm-hmm. view and i i'm not able to articulate or define this ability to sustain going and having freedoms taken away from you wrongfully by others that that hate you based on yeah and then being put in a cage it's absolutely insane just the whole aspect of putting a human in a cage is not the right thing to do but he came out of eventually uh got out of there and they finally after 20 years realized like you know this is completely ridiculous let him out and what the fuck yeah i think it went to the supreme court on like his last chance situation and the lawyer went all in and said no we're taking this because they said to him oh if this doesn't get overturned like you can never bring up this evidence ever again because yeah. it's the supreme court you can't you know there's no retrial yeah so you're you're either this is crazy this is an all-in situation he's like i'm 50 something years old or i'm 50 years old we gotta like, do this yeah are you kidding me it's like i've been dead like let's go let's yeah <laughs> he stands up and says this powerful message at his trial and you no, know, thank the powers above that they make the the move to uphold the values of liberty. Yeah, yep. Fairness among people, among men and women, and and let him back into the free world. He moves. He goes to Canada and afterwards, and is involved in a group and helps lead them in wrongfully accused people and getting the, awesome. getting the others so the, that book that he wrote was about that incident though yes about yeah. about being set 16th up for, round for murder yeah yeah it's an amazing autobiography and uh, was published in 1975 by warner books so if you want an, another fantastic book to read the 16th round and this is a movie about true events about real events this is not hollywood this is hollywood playing Hollywood in the negative sense of yep. unrealistic. This is Hollywood doing a fine job of what I consider to be true story, a, a real story with, with real meaning behind yeah. it and real try real life. Yeah. Unfortunate yeah. situation that this man had to, to go through and came out with a, a really, a really strong outlook still and was able to maintain his ideals about about helping other people yeah and after being most of his life being taken from him well speaking of speaking of uh real life and helping other people my uh my neighbor uh larry he's uh this guy i think he's like 
think he's about 82 or 83 years old but this guy is out, outside working uh, I live in like a small apartment complex in the town I live in and uh, my neighbor he lives a couple doors down he's like 80 something and he he's outside like 24 7 like cleaning up cleaning up around the sidewalks trimming back like the hedges and stuff I mean the guy is just go 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 and he's he's an awesome guy like he cleans the snow off my car for me because I obviously can't reach my car so yeah it, dude he's he's fucking awesome he helps everybody out he's one of those people that's just we need more of those people in your life you know he's he smiles all the time you know he actually tells you how he's doing you know he's not just like oh you know yeah you ask him good. he's not just like good he's like oh he's like i'm great today he's like my wife's not really feeling that well and stanley's doing good stanley's his dog he's yeah. got this little cool little bear of a dog but yeah so he's he's a shout out to larry larry if you ever do hear this which i'm sure you will i'll hook show you the podcast but shout out to larry he's an awesome guy and shout out him and his wife joanne yeah thank you shout out to everybody that we thank you larry and anybody we forgot i also want to mention john artis john artis was who was convicted with the hurricane for the triple homicide oh, okay in yeah jersey and also had to jersey 20 of his life years in in prison for uh-huh. crime he did not commit just because he was in the car that night and because he was black yeah so it's amazing that these things were possible have happened but it needs to be um something we're aware of that yeah. where we're heading and we as we progress in terms of treatment of each other yeah growing as a, as a species or as a culture or as a country or whatever just in general yeah forward movement and um in terms of our uh, shout outs i'd just like to say real quick in closing uh, page and stanley law firm Yep. I'd like to recognize them for supporting us. Yeah, they were actually, we're sponsored uh, by them now, currently. Um, they're actually two uh, dogs that run this firm, which is unheard of, but they do it pretty well. Very efficient. And, yeah. And the communication is, it's direct, it's, it's informative, and we really couldn't ask for better legal no. representation in any of our activities yeah now now you people know who stanley is because they know it's larry's uh dog you should let them know who Paige is Paige is is probably one of the uh cutest dogs on the face of the world she is that's a uh, puggle and she's been here for shows i love her demeanor very cool yeah uh right down to the point We'll get her on the show at one point and introduce her. <laughs> at this point, we just want to just recognize that we, we're we definitely appreciative of them supporting us and, and yeah. counsel. Yeah. And if we do need any legal representation, we have that available. Ser- yeah. From, Serious from counseling. Experience. Yeah. If you need any uh, whispering, some dog whispering. First-hand experience. Yeah. First-hand yep. experience, legal action. Yeah. We're and, and people don't know that you get the best legal advice from a dog. Mm-hmm. We're going to integrate telepathy. Yeah into spiritual advice absolutely into the law speaking of influential people influential species (laughs) yeah yeah without question man when we befriended the dog is when human civilization advanced huge more than any other point and pivotal point in 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 the life of really human yep yeah when we befriended the wolf the wolf man there is a story i heard the other day Okay, this uh, I was I was hard to believe. This lady had to kill a wolf that was killing her pets in Alaska. That was t- 
225 pounds, six and a half feet long. I saw a picture of it. That's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. And uh, one more influential person I wanted to say was my uncle Chip. Uh, he, he he always influenced me when I was younger. He's funny as hell. He's a comedian, and he's actually not a comedian, but he's a priest. But he's he's so funny. But uh, he's I always enjoyed his company, and he's just a cool guy. And I uh, got a few people for, in music. Do you want? Do you have anybody in music that you'd off the top of your head you could talk about? I've got like two or three people I wanted to mention real quick, um, and then we're. About about an hour, which is a perfect time for this podcast. I like all types of music. I think one. Uh, Me too. I'm all types of genres, and I like all types of music. And, and I think it's almost sometimes offensive to other people that might spend a lot of time around me, <laughs> or if they were to that don't because it's just so the just the the randomness you mean variety yeah out of control yeah in a great way quite a bit of variety too so it's like for me to pick someone um i think it's like ignorant almost not to listen to different music yeah like yeah so it's a language of life it's like oh i fucking hate that kind of music well dude you gotta actually give it a chance and listen to different singers in that genre of music yeah, or even just instrumental music. There's music that I don't connect with yeah. well, but I do like yeah. a little bit or some part of it. Yep. I really do. So one artist um, I like is Terry Reed. He's from the 1970s, and everybody I ask, they don't know about him, but he's like, he was asked to sing for Led Zeppelin, and he turned it down because he didn't think he, well, he he thought that somebody else would be better but he's he's a real influential um, singer i like uh, he's from england he's a vocalist and a guitarist and uh it was my favorite most favorite album he um did was seed of memory it's a great album i mean it's so smooth it like relaxes you and um and two other and he's like it's that's more like folk music i'd say like mm-hmm. light rock almost. But and then there's two other hip hop artists I listen to pretty frequently. Uh, Mick Jenkins. And uh, he's like based out of Chicago and he talks about like the truths. And uh, he has one album called The Waters and he talks about drinking water, which is pretty hilarious. Like, like uh, yeah, it's, it's a good album. And another guy is Kevin Bent and he's another hip hop artist. Like these are underground guys. Um, I'm sure people have heard of Mick Jenkins because he's getting more popular. But uh, um, Mick has an M-I-C-K. Jenkins and then uh, Kevin Ben he's another underground hip-hop artist he's all about like self-worth and the true meaning of life and he's got some real um, genius lyric he's a genius lyrics so nice I yeah. got some songs I'm gonna rattle them. I just got a few yeah I, I, I don't know enough about the artists but I know through artists through their art so I'm just gonna recommend these three songs and I'm gonna try and hit people with something non-traditional. Yeah. I'm a big music, music appreciator and the music is on all appreciator. the time. <laughs> the music's been on for me at work, in the car, and so on. Most of my coherent existence for 20 years. So uh, let's start with Chris Knight, Heart of Stone. That's a great track. Um, it's about uh, basically don't kill yourself on a heart of stone and that's like a country rock guy and yeah i'm sorry if i'm mislabeling anybody but that's what he is to me and he's very very good 
another fantastic artist um, that has made an impact on me would be Michael Burks. Michael Burks was a blues legend, and he's since passed, but he's a fantastic artist, and he sings a song, Fire and Water. And um, on the, let's say, hip-hop side of things, um, not that there's sides, I shouldn't even say that, but in that genre, I would like to say Talib Kweli, Get By. It's a fantastic rap song about survival in the city. And it was a not a one-hit wonder, but one of his uh, few huge hits. And fantastic artist. And the last one I'm going to say is the, the least people will know about, the, the least amount of other people will know about this track. It's called on the Shelf by Big B. He is a rapper as well from the West Coast, and he is um, interesting character and talks about us over-consuming products and yeah, and the, big the rotation of basically man-made synthetic garbage and how it's perpetuating our own demise. Yeah, and recognizing that, and um, unfortunately, and. I hate to say it, but it ha it's typical of something like this to not gain a lot of popularity in terms of likes or followers because it's a little bit too real for people to handle mm -hmm. or there's not a lot of profitability in marketing it. Yeah. So he's not what you would say is any mainstream. It's If anything, he's uh, underground yeah. or not yep. someone that, let's say, the big media wants to yeah. promote or support but yeah, self-label very real have you ever heard of a uh, hopson yes yeah, hopson hopson okay h uh is, is it is it hospin or hopson the one i know is hospin h-o-s-p-i-n the rapper yeah 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 he wears those contacts very hardcore yeah yeah he's he's got some songs that people don't really want to hear about and he talks about consumerism and like what people are doing with their life and what mm -hmm. they should be doing and yeah. yeah yeah very interesting takes yeah very interesting takes a majority of people may be able to relate to some or appreciate some of it but a majority of people don't have the exposure to it because of some of the restrictions in our society and in our culture yeah so it's good stuff to get out there yeah well that was a good episode i think we can wrap it up um it was good to uh yeah talk to about the influential people and uh hopefully you guys have some influential people and some uh motivation in your life and yeah just just uh sorry for anybody that we didn't have time to get to because there's about a million more out yeah, there and it definitely there's is mo there's more motivating things out there that aren't human beings than there are so you know shout out to to all the animals and nature and plants and all that fantastic life forms too yeah just nature in general can be very very motivating yeah yeah so um in parting we just want to wish everyone the best thanks for listening and um, listening to stories you might believe from from people you might not. Yeah. <laughs> so we we appreciate it and look forward to more feedback and growing our growing our um, ourselves through this and, and sharing with everyone else. So it's and things are good and 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 we're on this we're on the grind on the struggle and head up 
Well, chin down, head up, and moving forward with positive intentions um, day in, day out. And that's that's kind of been one of our big mottos. Yeah. And uh, go check out uh, GoHealthYourselfPodcast.com. It's now real. on Instagram as well. Now on Instagram as well. Yeah. Yep. Go Health Yourself at Go Health Yourself Podcast. And I'll, be, I'll be posting uh, truths and uh, like pictures of cool pictures, facts, um, maybe eventually the books that we talk about, products, things like that. Speaking of winging it, I think one of our topics on a show moving forward should be interesting facts about animals. Yeah, that would be cool. I've always been amazed by animals, yeah. It might be a multi, yeah. multi-part series, folks. All right, guys. Well, I am John. And Joe, and we, instead of me out, we out. We out, and go health, yourse- go health yourself, and yeah, have a good evening, have a good day, have a good week, have a good weekend. Hashtag stay moving. Yeah, see you guys.